Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Live your own way in the powerful Isuzu D-Max. Visit your local Isuzu new dealer today. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Mark Duffield. Yeah, it would definitely take someone um, with um, Jai going out of the side or out of the... So when they get when they can no longer return, they go into a long-term injury and you can put someone else on the list. Uh, whether we take a second pick or not will be a discussion we'll have. Whether Jermaine Jones gets through his surgery, good enough to come back this year. So there's probably four to five players who are around 17, 18, return to play. And I want to keep that motivation still there. So. For example, uh, Tommy Cole, to pull him out so we can put someone on the list means he can't come back this year. And yeah. I don't think we should do it to Tom. And, and the depth of the mid-season drafts is not as strong as a normal draft. So That was West Coast coach Adam Simpson talking about the Eagles' likely strategy heading into the mid-season rookie draft. We've got Gavin Bell, the general manager of footy operations, on the phone to chat with us about what the Eagles may or may not do. Before we get started, Gavin, uh, were you a Cold Chisel fan, mate? Oh, absolutely. That's 100% Cold Chisel fan. Me too, mate. My my morning feels better already for Paul Heath having to having put that on as the background music coming into this interview. I'm I'm up and about now, so uh, uh, absolutely. So when I spoke to you last night, we had a quick chat and you thought that you may know uh, this morning as to how. Jermaine Jones had come out of his surgery and what the prognosis was. Is there any update on Jermaine or are we still waiting to hear? Yeah, no, we've got uh, an update late last night. Um, yeah, the surgery's all gone well. Um, he has had um, uh, some repairs and so on done, but it, we're uh, likely to see Jermaine return in sort of eight to ten weeks' time. So um, we'll just go with the one pick at this stage now, Duff. Um, give Jermaine the best chance and our other guys that are returning, uh, that are that are destined to return in the back half of the year, every opportunity to do so. So we'll have the one selection um, at the mid-season draft tomorrow. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here, Gavin, and I'm going to say, and this is just personal opinion, that you should take two and maybe one of those guys that's running the gauntlet right close to the end of the year, maybe sit them down rather than play them for one or two games and try and add some youth and durability to your squad. Give me the argument as to why that shouldn't happen. Well, to actually participate in the mid-season draft, it needs um, a player to be placed on the long-term injury list and an active list where um, the doctors, uh, the medical staff need to sign off that this player, uh, his injury is um, sig- is of the significance that he can't return. So um, with full transparency in our line of sight and all of that, we need to um, follow that process. And um, yeah, we not put uh, compromise our own integrity to do so. So uh, our position at the moment is that all the guys that have been out for a bit, we're, return- we're expecting them to return. 
um, and um, we'll give them every chance to do so because um, getting some footy in before the before the season end is important um, for us as we go forward. Now the mail is is that Ryan Marich from Gippsland Power is the the player that most clubs have as the number one pick in this draft. Given that you are the number one pick and uh, no one gets to pick before you, are you able to say you will take Ryan Marich with pick one or are you still making up your mind on that? Uh, there's still a few things to do um, this afternoon now that we're clear on our uh, one selection. Um, I, I guess having a look over it um, again last night, there's sort of 320-odd players that have... Um, nominated for the draft. Uh, there's about 45 players too that have nominated terms so um, of 18 months um, and the rest are sort of a six-month contract um, basically. So there's a little bit to work through. Obviously, um, if you take uh, someone on an 18-month and they're guaranteed to be there uh, next year as well. So there's a fair few uh, moving pieces there just to make sure that it all fits in together with our strategy going forward with who... Um, the changes are at the end of the season and, and what we're looking to add through the through the national draft and through um, potentially free agency or trade. Given that Ryan would come from Victoria, and this is just hypothetically speaking, not making any assumptions that you would take him, would you be, if, if you bought him over here, would you need to feel comfortable that you could commit to him for um, an 18-month stint as opposed to bringing a kid out of Victoria for six months and then maybe sending him home? All those things definitely come into uh, the decision-making um, duff. So, yeah, as I mentioned, there's 45 um, guys that have said they would like 18 months if they're going to come out of their local competition. Um, so, yeah, uh, whether it's a Victorian for six months, uh, whether it's a local boy for six months, uh, we'll weigh all that up. Um, it, it really comes down to what we think is going to be uh, the best for us. Bigger picture um, and... Yeah, Ryan is someone that we've talked about, but there's a number of guys that we've talked about too. So there's um, yeah, plenty of um, plenty of options for us having the first selection, and we'll finalise everything this afternoon. The fact, and this will be my last one on Ryan, and then I'll move on, I promise, Gavin. Um, the fact that he's 193 centimetres, he's played a bit forward, he's played a bit mid, and he's played a bit back, um, I think, in um, in trial games so far this year. The fact that he has a multitude of uses, does that add to his appeal? Well, uh, at the end of the day, whoever we decide to take, um, it's going to be what they can add to our to our list and uh, the bigger picture of where we're headed. Um, if if they fit within the profile that we're looking to add to our team, then we'll definitely keep a very open mind and and finalise finalise all of that tonight. Um, Dom Sheed looked like he hurt an ankle or got a knock on his ankle in the game uh, on Saturday night. He played out the game, but he wasn't moving well. How has he pulled up and what sort of prospect is he to play against Collingwood this week? Yeah, I had a good chat with Dommy yesterday. Um, he's in line to play his 150th game this week. So we're preparing that uh, he would play. Yes, he copped a knock. Um, but we think it's just that at this stage, Duff. So um, all things going well. We'll uh, manage him during the week, um, give him to the back half of the, to our captain's run, really, and see how he is. But, yeah, we're expecting him to play and... Um, if he plays his 150, that'd be a wonderful achievement to get life membership and to be a premiership player and hopefully with bigger and better things to come for Dom as we continue to go forward. Not just a premiership player, mate. The bloke to kick the winning goal in the 2018 grand final. I think Dom Sheed 
regardless of what he does going forward, is uh, assured of a place in footy history this side of the Nullarbor Plain. Tell us about him. Absolutely. Tell us about him as a player. Oh, he's quite, he's quite a unique player. Um, he has the ability. It doesn't always look as fluent as some of the others. He, he can cover the ground well, Dom. Uh, his left foot um, is can be piercing. Uh, can really actually open the game up for us. He's got a unique goal sense um, from the set shot that he kicked in that uh, in that game, but through to his ability to kick uh, goals on the run. Um, he's a really unique player for us, and um, he's also important for us culturally. He's a, he's a, a great guy. He's a country kid um, at heart, um, and he connects the group really well. So um, he also cares a hell of a lot about the, the club and the people within it. So. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Dom's. Um, he's done a lot for us, and um, it'd be wonderful to see him uh, run out at his 150th and achieve life membership. Gavin, you've copped a lot of heat. The club has copped a lot of heat in recent weeks, and obviously that happens when you, you are 1 and 10 and off the back of what happened last year. You've been accused of being a change-resistant club. Now, is there more change going on at West Coast that we know about? Is, are you a change-resistant club or has the club been prepared to make changes that they just haven't made people more aware of? Yeah, well, we, we made a lot of changes um, at the end of last season, Duff. We, we've had about six six new staff appointed to our footy department, um, dietitians, psychologists, development manager, development coaches, a new strength coach. So we had, uh, we've had significant change there and then within the existing staff um, including myself over the last six months we've um, we've changed roles so uh, we have a new national recruiting manager in Dwayne Massey who'll make uh, who's got the decision as to make who it will be tonight um, Rowan, Rowan O'Brien is purely list manager now so yeah we've had six or seven changes within roles um, and six or seven new people come on board so yeah you're right we we haven't advertised that um, but uh, yeah I wouldn't say we're change resistant but we're in a phase now where we need to keep evolving our program and evolving our people and um, yeah we're certainly up for that. So that was actually the subject of a question from Noddy. He said, can you ask Gavin Bell about the combined recruiting and list manager role that Rowan O'Brien had been doing since Darren Glass quit? Is the club looking at splitting this role in the future and employing a modern thinking dedicated list manager? Are you confident the structure you have now uh, with Dwayne is um, is up to speed with what other clubs are doing? Uh, I believe so. Um, Rowan, has, uh, Rowan has been the list manager now for maybe 18 months, to be honest. Um, it sort of has changed a fair bit. We've had significant change in that role over the last sort of six to seven years. There's been a number of different people um, within that role. So including Brady Rawlings um, and Craig Vozzo filling that role with Glassy, as you mentioned as well. So there has been a fair bit of change in our list management position. Uh, Rowan was our national recruiting manager for a long time. He did share the role or combine the role last year as we as we went through some of the changes with um, Craig leaving the football department, and now we've uh, now we've split the role at the start of or in December basically split the role back, and Dwayne heads up recruiting, and Rowan's our list manager. Interview with. Um... Will Schofield and Luke Shuey, I think it was at halftime in the game the other night, and Luke talked about players that were auditioning for the captaincy, and he said 
um, the players that would become or could become captain in the very near future. Are we to infer and assume from that that this will be Luke Shuey's last season as captain of the West Coast Eagles? I didn't actually see the interview, Duff, so um, that is news to me. But, um, oh, look, I mean, the last two years, uh, we've sat down with Luke to see where he's at with the captaincy role, um, what the future holds. We, we haven't had any conversations about that with with, um, with who will be the next captain. What, what Luke's injury has provided us is the opportunity to expose Tommy Barras, uh, Oscar Allen and Liam Duggan over the last six weeks, five or six weeks. Um, so just to give them the opportunity to, to walk in the shoes of a captain for a couple of weeks. So, yeah, just to, to make sure that they're aware of what the role entails, whether that's next year, 12 months' time, two years' time, uh, we haven't had those conversations as yet. It feels like that if there was a change at the end of the season and or for the start of next season, and I'm guessing that's more likely than unlikely, that's, again, just my opinion, would you be looking at a field of three, do you think, or, or is there more possibilities to come into that um, that group? Uh, we've never really cast it as, as, a, as a field. We've basically gone to the players once we've finalised our trademark, our values and the behaviours that um, we aspire to, to live and, and, to, and to, to breed, really. Um, we would generally, our process has been once we've finalised our, our trademark, um, we'd go to the players. They would nominate who they think is the best example of that on and off the field. And then the votes are crunched and basically there's a uh, there's a process there that comes through to, to Simo and myself and then that gets ticked off by the board. So, yeah, that, that, that's been our process. Um, again, we haven't discussed this in, um, in any detail at all, but I would assume we'd stick with what we normally would do and, and go from there, see, what, see who came out of that that player vote and um, and sign off from the football department. But I'd be absolutely right in assuming that when Luke returns from injury in a couple of weeks' time, he will become the captain again. You won't be continuing to rotate the captaincy through the back half of the season. Uh, I would assume exactly the same, Duff. I, we, again, we haven't spoken about that. We're, um, we've been really focused on Luke's um, rehab program and hoping to get him back um, in, the next, uh, in the next week or two before the bike. Collingwood is a daunting uh, prospect, Gavin, particularly when you go in with the form lines that you've got. Um, how is Morell in the team and how are you looking forward to the challenge this weekend? Yeah, Morell internally um, remains strong and remains optimistic and positive. The players um, understand um, the path that we're on. We also acknowledge that we have had games who have been really disappointing and we've let ourselves down and, and those around that support us uh, down. So there, um, there's no false sense of, of where we're at, but there's also an understanding of where we're headed. So, um, yeah, the players have been all in. We're trying um, as hard as we can to get our, uh, our best team out on the park and to try and win some games of footy. And you're right, Collingwood's going to be... Um, a, a tough opponent. They're in uh, fantastic form. I've seen them all play live a couple of times now. But again, uh, our coaches will get to work as of last night in prep, preparing and trying to create a plan and a team that uh, will give us the best chance to, to beat Collingwood on, on Saturday afternoon. Gavin, thanks so much for joining us on the show today. We all, always appreciate your time on the show. Uh, good luck with the mid-season draft tomorrow. Hopefully you find someone who's going to be a 150-game player for the club and a serious player for the club. And good luck against Collingwood this weekend.
Thank you, Duff. Have a good day, mate. Gavin Bell, he's the general manager of football operations at the West Coast Eagles. What do you think you can have your say on the temper at Bedshed text line? That is 0487 736 736. Or give us a call on the open line. That is 13 12 55. We'll take a break and be back with more. I've spotted one at the weekend. Bailey Banfield, right? This guy, he's on the rookie list at Fremantle at the moment. He can seriously play. I watched a lot of him this year, and he just keeps bobbing up in the right spot, makes great decisions when he's got the ball. I mean, Bailey Banfield's not young, but it's like all the components of whatever have come together now, and he's playing the best football of his career. I like it. That was Tim Watson talking about Bailey Banfield and his rise through the ranks at Fremantle in recent weeks, I have to say. I declared him now inside their best 22. I'm going to put that to Paul Hazelby, our Fremantle legend, as he dissects Fremantle's win over Melbourne at the weekend. We'll be doing that after the break. But uh, first, let's have a word from the sponsors. Live your own way in the powerful Isuzu D-Max. Visit your local Isuzu new dealer today. Host Plus has been named Super Rating Super Fund of the Year for 2023. That's a plus. Issued by Host Plus Proprietary Limited. Check the PDS and TMD at hostplus.com.au. Mornings with Mark Duffield.